Take yes. a bow, son. I mean that. Take a bow. Oh, Ben White Go, go, USA! Aguero! Yes, what about that? It's John Brooks! It's John Brooks! Oh, Pedro! I swear you'll never see anything like this ever again! You could not write a script like this! This is EPL. You're listening to EPL from LFK for week 7 of the 2017-18 English Premier League. Presented by the Playmakers and brought to you by your host, John Goodwin. On today's show, the mid-table clash between West Brom and Watford. The weekly recap, European club rankings, goal of the week and goal of the month. Uh, player and villain of the week and week 8 predictions. This is EPL from LFK and thank you for listening in. So, um, I'm back after two weeks. I have a few confessions to make. I uh, wasn't here last week. I was covering uh, Blues vs Wilds hockey game at uh, the Spring Centre, so I missed my uh, allotted one week per season, so I can't miss any more this season. I can try and keep to that. Uh, it's just been a stressful week this week. Um, you know, got two tasks coming up, lots of interviews. Has got a whole mass streak shooting this past weekend. I was on a podcast about that, kangzing.com, check it out. Um, but you know, enough about that, we'll move straight into it. Into our highlighted game of the week, I guess. Oh yeah, by the way, I'm by myself because I've just been so busy, I haven't really set anything up, but here I am. So, West Brom vs Watford, I say it's a mid-table clash, it kind of is now. Um, well, Watford uh, down the bottom of the table, around 15th, if I remember correctly. Not Watford, West Brom. Well, Watford are actually on the top end. Um, they were, I believe, six coming into this game after a very, very solid start to the season. Um, so, you know, you maybe would have expected Watford to keep going against this West Brom team. Uh, jumping straight into it, game finished 1-1. Solomon Rondon, bet you forgot his name. Uh, he finally got his first goal of the season and first goal in a long, long time. Um, but it's an excellent goal, ball over the top pretty early on. And he showed the strength which he was signed for. Um, part, big part of his game. A big part of how West Brom play as well. Um, and good finish from a tight angle too, but he really uh, overreacted on the celebration. I believe it was uh, six separate celebrations during that, whether it was fist pumping or pulling his hand up into the air, thanking the fans. Uh, but... He enjoyed it, so good job on him. But the um, talking point of this game would be the second goal, which came for Watford. Uh, not or Watford's first goal, second goal of the game. Um, and the big talking point really was, firstly, referee or assistant referee puts up his board, forming a stoppage time. Um, and then we hit 95th minute. And Watford's on the break. Uh, Richarlison, who I will talk about in a second, um, he had, I mean, he's been great so far, but he was fouled by uh, McLean, or McLean, I guess, as you pronounce it. Um, which, firstly, I don't think it was a foul. Tackle from behind. Um, yeah, tackle from behind, but he did win the ball first, and that's what you want to see. I think that Richarlison went down a little bit easy. 
But it was literally the last attack of the game coming on to, onto that free kick in the 95th minute. Um, even Jorelio Gomez um, came up, Wofford's goalkeeper. I actually thought he was going about to get onto the end of uh, the cross as well into the box, <laughs> which would have been great. I haven't seen a goalkeeper score in a while, especially so late on. But of course, the man came to Richarlison, unmarked, poor, poor, poor marking from West Brom, which is, you know, the West Brom defence is something that over the past few seasons we've gone used to talking about because it's really, really good. Uh, but poor marking, and Richarlison's not a big guy, and he was able to get his head on it, steer it into that bottom corner in the 95th minute and steal a point for Watford. Um, which is great for them because I forgot who was talking about it now. Um, it was a Watford player, but you were talking about how going into the international break, it's tough spending a whole two-week period on the training grounds, especially for guys who don't go off with their national teams. Like, reflecting on the loss that he had for just two weeks, it's tough. So it's good for them to be able to at least get a draw on the road against West Brom. Where... As for Richard Lawson himself, um, he's very like Marcus Rashford, who I'll talk about later too. Um, whenever he picks up the ball, he's always looking to get forwards, whether it's on the halfway line, uh, out wide. He's always looking to head towards goal, take on guys, sending dangerous balls into the box. Uh, it's just something I really like, and he could be a big, big steal um, for Watford. And bearing in mind, his last two goals have both came in stoppage time, so Mr. Clutch, question mark. Uh, but yeah, that's my take on that whole game, real quick and brief, I guess. Yeah, we'll head on to the rest of the games. Let me pull it up, here we go. So we will start off with, um, let's see. So yeah, so yeah, Saturday, early, early game. Uh, Spurs and Watford, uh, talking among that one, 4 0. I'll talk about that game in a little bit too, I'm sure, but absolutely uh, not dominant performance, just clinical from Spurs and Harry Kane. Uh, West Ham versus Swansea, late goal as well for West Ham. Uh, I'm actually going to talk about that game as well later. Um, West Brom and Watford, I just talked about 2-2. Uh, Stoke defeated Southampton 2-1. Uh, another late goal, this time Peter Crouch. Uh, came on as a subscript shoot and grabbed a goal in the 85th minute uh, to figure 2 1 win for Stoke. Manchester United beat Crystal Palace 4 0. Uh, boy, Crystal Palace. Um, yeah, still haven't scored seven game weeks. Zero points. Roy Hodgson. Just everything about that club just depresses me. Uh, Bournemouth and Leicester played to a pretty dull 0 0 draw. Uh, Man City went to Stamford Bridge and absolutely overrun Chelsea. No shadow of a doubt. Came off 1-0 win as Kevin De Bruyne. His goal doesn't get goal of a week for me. Slight spoiler. Not too bad. But um, it was close. It was up there. Uh, great shot from just outside the box against the club who rejected him stupidly. Heading on to Sunday. Uh, Arsenal defeated Brighton uh, 2-0. Not too many surprises there. Uh, Burnley defeated Everton at Goodison Park <clears throat> but all these games um, was after I was up till 7.30am thanks to the whole mass treating season. so uh, I listened to the end of that game uh, good, good win for Burnley what is going on with Everton 
Uh, I'm uh, super low down in the table himself, actually. If I pull it up real quick, I think I'm like 15th place or something ridiculous. Premier League table. 16th place, even lower. My lord. After all the signings they've made so far, that is not good. Coman may not have long left. I don't know. And then Newcastle versus Liverpool. Um, admittedly, I did not see this game. I planned to. I was looking forward to it because it was a late kickoff, off um, 11.30, I believe, something like that. I was like, yeah, I'm going to wake up nice and late, watch it, and I was just far too tired because I was up all night. So, yeah, that is your weekly results from the man himself, Sean Goodwin. Uh, heading on to European rankings, uh, something that I did a few times last season. With me being by myself, I figured instead of just debating a topic by myself, I would talk about European rankings. As they stand right now, both abroad and Liverpool. I mean, what? Abroad and in England. Uh, I have not looked at them myself, so this will be a surprise as well. I haven't pulled up, so we'll start off. Um, I guess I'll do the top 10 real quick and just look at what the English clubs are in there. So Real Madrid... Number one, not much surprise, followed by Atletico. Um, third place, Barca. Fourth place, Bayern. And fifth place, Juve. Uh, huh. I feel like Atletico shouldn't be as high as they are, but uh, that's just me. Juve. Yeah, I'd say Goresco is pretty deserved, to be honest. Number six, Sevilla. I, I don't know where this comes from. I don't know why they're sixth. Um, haven't really showed anything special in Liverpool's um, group stage for Champions League. Obviously tied at Anfield, 1-1. Can't take anything away from them there. Uh, or 2-2, two, 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 sorry, 2-2. Two, two. Um, and then they defeated Maribor. Like, that doesn't take much. Anyway, uh, PSG 7, Manchester City, our first English team at 8. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dortmund in 9. And number 10. Arsenal, Arsenal FC, Arsenal FC in the Europa League, Arsenal FC who just finished fifth last season on number 10, above Benfica, above Napoli, above Chelsea who just won the league last season, what, okay, I'm going to have to have some words with some, uh, oh my, okay, Arsenal 10, Benfica 11, Napoli 12th, Chelsea 13th, Porto, in coming in 14th, Manchester United 15th, uh, Bayer Leverkusen 16th, okay. um, Zenit, Shakhtar, Schalke, and then Tottenham round out the top 20. Um, okay, that's fair. Let's see where other English teams are. We have, oh boy, Liverpool 35. Fair enough, yeah, can't really argue. Um, Leicester slowly dropping yeah 48 but hey Leicester City even being in top 50 I mean a couple of years ago never would have said that right um, Celtic Scottish down 57 but yeah you got the points but Arsenal 10th that blows my mind they, uh, they haven't even shown anything special this season so far they are okay you got 5th 13 points um but, I mean, Burnley have 12 
Watford have 12, Liverpool have 12. Uh, I don't get why they're so high. They've not done anything special except win a couple of FA Cups and whatnot in recent years, but whatever. Uh, triggered, but I'll move on. Uh, goal of the week. Oh, absolute beauty. As I said before, did not pick Kevin De Bruyne. I actually picked not for the goal itself, but uh, Ben Davis. You know, he doesn't get many goals. Let's give him a goal of the week. Uh, but it's actually because of a build-up play. Uh, it was, I believe, Tottenham's second second or first. He scored three goals in the first, like, 21 minutes or something stupid. But um, it's a build-up play. So Tottenham wing the ball back in their own half. Um, and then after the first pass, there's a sequence of uh, six first-time passes. Boom, 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 boom. I believe that was six. Um, and it eventually came to Christian Eriksen, who brought it forward. A little bit of luck, he was actually tackled, and the ball fell on a silver platter for Ben Davis. But there, uh, you know, he's a left-back. Nice, nice finish. And that's my goal of the week. But um, while on the topic of Tottenham, I just want to say the absolute luck they get with full-backs. Obviously, Kyle Walker just departed. Um, we've got Ben Davis and Keir and Trippier. Um, two of the two standout guys for me. Um, I'm trying to think who else Tottenham have a half-backs, but, um, or I guess full-backs, sorry. But those two, two, those two guys stand out to me because they get forward so well. They're always looking to get the ball, uh, bring it up, cross it into the box, into dangerous positions. And it's something that I, as a football manager addict, really like my full-backs to do as well. So it's something I appreciate and it's working out very well for them. Ben Davis also did get the assist for Sissoko's goal, if you can call it his goal. Yeah. And goal of the month, we are on the 5th of October, which means we have September goal of the month. This was a pick one, some nice goals. It was uh, Coutinho, back playing for Liverpool, scoring worldies. He has a free kick. Um, we had Antonio Valencia's volley against Everton. Um Leroy Sane's flick over the top of the defender and poking a past goalkeeper, very nice. But I'm going to go with Fabian Delph in the snake. Um, I'm giving it to him, not only because he never plays. Uh, now when he does play, he is playing left-back for City. God knows why, James Milner 2.0. But he's slamming in goals into the top corner. The City's got ball, edge of the box. It gets, it gets a course underneath his feet, sort of. And he just pushes it out wide and shoots a killing shot. Absolutely beautiful into the far top right corner. And there could be arguments made. Uh, like Sergio Aguero's goal, who I highlighted a few weeks ago, where he beat like five, six guys and slotted it in. But just because it's Fabian Delph, I'm going to have to give it to him. Okay. Moving on with player of the week. And I am going to have to give it to Marcus Rashford. Um, as I mentioned earlier, similar to how Eric Charlison played. But he has been absolutely incredible for Manchester United this season. After this game, he's uh, played in 10, 10 appearances so far this season. Four goals, four assists, two of those coming against hapless Crystal Palace. But it's his play that I really love. Um I remember when he came through United, I think at first I was like, oh, another overhyped player. 
he'll be nothing next season. But no, I mean, maybe that's because he's Manchester United too. But no, he is really, really shown. Um, it's very speedy guy, and it's that speed which he really uses to his advantage. Where he's coming from the centre and he's running out wide, he's really spreading out the defence of opposing teams, um, making it easier for other players to run into those spaces. Um, and that's why he did for the first goal as well for Manchester United in the second minute um, against Crystal Palace. He came up wide, received the ball. Uh, beautiful little piece of skill to give himself. He kind of dropped the shoulder, got himself a couple of yards of space um, up against, I believe it was Ward. Um, and from there, another beautiful turn to go past him and just sending a low, hard pass into the middle of the box for Juan Matis. You know, Matis is going to finish it. 12 yards out, bottom corner, first time, easy. Um, and his second assist as well. I actually thought it was a shot. He might have been shooting, but very head-level bullet into the box from the edge of the box. And if I'm Marilyn Fellini's head, not very hard to miss it, to be honest with you. Uh, but again, if that was a cross, which it could have been because it was going off target, a beautiful cross. Uh, but just the confidence he has now is great to see. He's controlling balls the size of his foot and flicking them on with his shoulder. <laughs> it's something I like to see, especially from a, I think England international, young England international too. Um, but yeah, I really liked how he played. And I'm talking about England as well, real quick. International break coming up. I don't know why I'm getting confident about England. I mean, you have Harry Kane, Marcus Rashford, Deli Ali, uh, very good attacking players like that coming up. So. Could give him a few years, we'll never know. Villain of the week. I am going to say villains of the week because West Ham's fans, mm, I mean, people who, by some miracle, have listened to this for a while now, just know of my hate for West Ham fans. Sorry, Johnny, I love you as a person, but your fan base just kills me. Um, but look, first, first of all, goes the horse. So the West Ham game basically he scores a ninety-first minute goal um, through Diaphra Sacco. He replaced um, Javier Hernandez. Uh, that got the fans booing, and at the same time, Arthur Mazuaku, who I think is a very good backup left back, but he came into game too. The fans are booing this decision from Slavin Bilic. And, you know, this is a big stadium. So you can hear it very clearly. Uh, booing a manager's decision. And, of course, Mazuaku is the one who sends in the ball for Sacco in the 91st minute for the game and goal. I'm sure the fans weren't booing then. The ones that were remaining because half of them had left. And secondly, Joe, Joe Hart. I'm... Uh, Fan of the old Joe Hart, Manchester City Joe Hart. I think he's well past his best. I don't know why West Ham forced he was the ancestor to get goalkeeping problems, but he's there, okay. But he's literally just got the ball in his possession. He, you know, he, no one around him, he's taking his time, and the fans are booing him. And I'm like, why are you booing him? Yeah, he's not done great for you, but he's still, he's got a clean sheet this game. He's a player, support a player. West Ham aren't doing great, but they're not doing terrible. We're going 15th of seven points. Okay, 
Maybe you expect better, but don't be booing your own players, especially your goalkeeper, your last line of defence. Uh, and luckily, Joe Hart, after a good game, seems a little upbeat about it. He's a professional. He's been in a game for a while. Uh, so, I don't think he was affected, but come on. Just get better, okay? Please. Please. And last but not least, week eight prediction. Going to make it my thing every prediction from now on. It's going to include Crystal Palace, and it's going to include Crystal Palace not scoring, because... <laughs> I mean, wouldn't it feel score a goal? That would be the most historic thing in sports if Crystal Palace won the whole season without scoring, but I think that's impossible. Surely. That's what we said about Leicester winning the league, but surely they have to score. But this week, they play Chelsea at home, but I don't think that even makes a difference at this point. Chelsea going to go over there just like Manchester United did, steamrolling, going to go 4-0. Hopefully Alvaro Morata will be back. Um, came off injured this week, but he's got the international break to recover. Uh, and yeah, rest in peace, Crystal Palace. But I think that will do it for me. Um, thank you for listening to me ramble on and get angry about Arsenal. But I feel like this was a good ride, guys. Uh, just by myself, feeling good. And thank you for listening uh, to this week's episode of EPL from LFK. Uh, find me on Twitter as always at EPL underscore from underscore LFK. Uh, go follow the Playmakers on Twitter and Instagram at PlaymakersKU. Um, they make all this happen. I also work for them, so it's all fun games. And if you're interested in getting involved, uh, contact me through Twitter or email SeanGoodwin96 at gmail.com. Even if you just want to talk, uh, you know, shoot me a message on Twitter as a Good conversation with LFK Guna a few weeks ago. Uh, so I hope he's still listening. He was a good guy, good conversation. Uh, so yeah, thank you a lot and have a good one. When you're not If that's the river that you want to cross You can choose the life of a bohemian Or you can choose the material world But all I need is somewhere to lay Somewhere to lay my head on I need someone to love in the middle of the day I need someone to be Someone to drive around town